Amen. Can we stand and give God praise today? It's so good to be in his house. Thank the Lord. I want to make sure that everybody feels welcome. So would you just turn around and just say hi to somebody maybe you haven't said hi to? I want everyone in this house to feel welcome and to know that we are so honored to have you today. Thank you for being in God's house. Today where I'm going to take my thought is going to be from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. If you have your Bible and you want to follow along, that's where I'm going to be talking. And what I want to share with you this morning is I want to talk on how to release restoration. How to release restoration. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to tell you the story based out of 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning with verse 8. So the prophet Elisha, he goes to a place called Shunem. And in Shunem, there is a wealthy woman who is married to an elderly man. And this lady would encourage the prophet that when he came by her house, she enjoyed when he would come in have a meal, stay a while, and she wanted to let him know that you are always welcome in my house. So it appears, just reading between the lines, that prophet Elisha occasionally went by this region on his way to minister in the villages and the towns of Galilee. And so he passed by often enough that this Shudamite lady asked her husband if she would be willing to build the prophet a room or a chamber. And so one day, Elisha came to the house, to this chamber that was built for him to rest, probably to eat a meal and to visit. And he said to his servant Gehazi, he said, Gehazi, he said, I want you to go to this Shudamite lady And I want you to express my thanks. I want you to go to her and I want you to tell her husband and her that I really appreciate their effort, their generosity in building this room for me to rest, to enjoy a meal. And I want you to ask them if there is anything that I can do for them. Can I speak to the king on their behalf? Can I speak to the commander of the host, the commander of the army. Can I speak? Can I do anything for them? So Gehazi goes to the Shudamite lady. He presents the message. And basically, she just tells Gehazi, tell the prophet, thank you, but we're fine. We're living among our people. We have everything that we need. So Gehazi goes back to the prophet and basically tells him what I just told you. And then the prophet looks at his servant and he said, well, you know, surely there's something that we can do for this lady. There's there's got to be something. I want to show my gratitude somehow. What can we do? And Gehazi, the servant of the prophet Elisha, looked at 
looked at him and just basically said, well, uh, this, this lady doesn't have a son. She doesn't have a child. Apparently, the, the man of the house is older. There's no son. And so in that particular culture, when there was no son to carry on the lineage, then there would be no one to care for her in her old age. So the prophet looks at Gehazi and he says, would you call the lady of the house to the doorway so that I can see her? So Gehazi does that and the lady of the house comes to the doorway of this chamber where this prophet rests and 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 he looks at her and he, he says <laughs> he says about this time next year you're going to have a son. Now I want you to look up on the screen because in, in verse, I believe it is 16, I want you to look at her response. It's immediate. Here's what she says. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man of God. Do not lie to your servant. Now, if you just read between the lines of the scripture, you can feel the pain of this lady. Because what she's basically saying in our vernacular would be, man of God, don't lie to me. Now listen, there's some things that you and I can joke about, but this is not one of them. This is not a laughing matter to me. Don't come in here and tell me something that you're just joking. But Elisha was not joking about this. He gave her the word of the Lord. And what I want you to notice in this story is what did not happen next. Elisha did not preach to her a sermon. They did not have any music. They did not sing any songs. Elisha did not call for a three-night revival. And neither did he call for a special prayer meeting. Now, I want you to know that I'm not against any of those things. I believe in all of them. It's just in this story, none of that was called upon. But I want you to notice what is significant is that what brought a miracle into her life is the spoken word of a man of God. And when that man of God spoke that word over that lady, it restored, in my opinion, it restored a hope in her. It restored a dream that was in her for a long time. The Bible doesn't bear it out, but if you would give me the liberty to read between the lines, I think that she wanted what most ladies want. And that is probably what God put in most ladies is to want a child. She wanted a son. She wanted their name to be carried on. She wanted to make sure that she had the security and the protection of this child as she got older. And one word from a man of God 
God begin to restore that dream and restore that hope that maybe I'm not too far gone. Maybe God does know the desires of my heart. Maybe God does understand what I dream about. I am come here today under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And it is my assignment that I remind each and every one of you under the sound of my voice that the God that you serve is in the restoration business. And he knows your deepest desire. And he knows the dreams that you have and that you have dreamed about. And I am here to just remind somebody that you're not too far gone for the long arm of the Lord to reach out and lift you up, lift you up, restore that dream, restore that hope, restore what you want God to do. Now, I just want to tell you, if you're happy where you are, then I'm excited for you. But this morning, I'm not talking to content people. I'm talking to people that are believing God wants to do some more things in their life. Believing that God... That you want to live to see the day that your prodigal son and your prodigal daughter come back home. Believing that you're going to see the day that the dream God gave you a long time ago that has never happened when God speaks. That's who I'm preaching to this morning. Now, if you're happy where you are, then maybe this message isn't for you. But I just want to remind you this morning that the God that you serve knows how to restore the wasted years. The God that you and I serve, he knows how to restore dead dreams. And in fact, it is the very nature of God to restore. Two or three weeks ago, as is my custom... When I get up in the mornings to pray, I'm a walker. I've always been a walker. I walk when I pray. I walk when I talk on the phone. I walk when I get up here. It's just my nature. I was walking and praying. And I was coming up to the hutch. And the Lord has spoken to me in that exact place twice. And He spoke to me right then and there. And he said, I am going to do a work of restoration in this region. I am going to do a work of restoration in the health of my people. He said, I am going to do a work of restoration in their finances. And then he told me, I am going to do a work of restoration on the prodigal sons and the prodigal daughters. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, I don't get up here and tell you that sort of thing if it's not true. I am here to prophesy to this church under the anointing of Almighty God. I am here to tell you, get ready, because God is going to do a work of restoration among his people. If you believe that, give God some praise in this house. I want you to really praise him for the next 10 seconds like you believe this word.
want to speak to every soul in this room that you just feel the situation has just gone too far and it really doesn't matter anymore. I had that dream 25 years ago, but 25 years later, pastor, it just doesn't matter. I had hope in my life 30 years ago, but 30 years now, I've just forgotten about it. I want you to know the enemy wants all of us to believe that it just can't happen, but the Holy Spirit told me to remind you that if he can store and restore Job, who lost everything, Everything. Then if he can do it for anyone, he can do it for everyone. If he can do it for one, he can do it for you. He is no respecter of persons. Somebody give God some praise. In the book of Genesis chapter 17, we read the story of Abram and Sarai. They both were too old to conceive. In Genesis 17, Abraham is 75 years of age and Sarah is 65. In Genesis 17, their names are Abram and Sarai. But he speaks to Abram and Sarai and he tells them, listen, you are going to have a son. And the Bible says that Abram and Sarai laugh because they know in their physical body they are too old to conceive. Then we look in the story of our text, 2 Kings chapter 4, and we know that apparently the man in this story, the Shudamite woman's husband, is too old. He is past his prime. And I don't have time, but if you went to Ezekiel chapter 37, you would see where the valley is full of nothing but dry bones. In the first story, Sarah's womb is dead. In the second story that I just talked about, the man is on his way. He's not far from it. And in the third story, there is nothing but a valley full of death. But in all three passages, there is one thing that is a common thread. And that is God spoke a promise to Abraham and Sarai. And the prophet spoke and hope was restored to the Shudamite woman. And Ezekiel spoke and the dry bones were restored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very important. I want you to get this. The supernatural never bows to the natural. I'm going to say it again. The supernatural never bows to the natural. What are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. The spirit never bows to the flesh. Here's what that means. My body needs a spirit to stay alive, but my spirit doesn't need a body to stay alive. Did you get that? My body needs a spirit, but my spirit doesn't need a body. Why? Because my spirit is what is created by God. And what is created by God, the spirit is eternal. Are you with me? I'm going somewhere with this. Why is that important? 
because my spirit comes from God. Now let me go deeper to show you why I just said what I said. In Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 12. Therefore he says, prophesy Ezekiel and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. Now look at verse 14. And shall put my spirit in you and you shall live I want to talk about two things that is common in restoration number one you will see where somebody had to open up their mouth and prophesy and the next thing that is common was the spirit of God was hovering over that word ladies and gentlemen when you get the spoken word and the spirit of God which is eternal then creation starts happening and restoration starts happening and hope starts being restored are you with me now what released the restoration of Israel it was the spoken word of prophecy and the spirit of God when we brothers and sisters get the revelation that God lives in my spirit say this with me God lives inside of me When we get the revelation that God lives inside of me and that death and life is in the power of the tongue, then we can start to walk in victory over every other spirit that would try to defeat us. When we, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to be talking about this, God being my helper, I want all of us to get the revelation that we're not ditwits and dingbats. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are kings and priests unto God. Look at Genesis 1 and 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. Here again, a common thread. And the Spirit of God was hovering. What does that mean? It means to start getting excited. Because something is about to happen. This is why I can't waste a Sunday with cute church. Because if we can get the presence of God in here and the spirit of the Lord starts hovering over this house and we start speaking what we believe God wants, I'm telling you restoration is going to start happening in people's lives. If you believe that, give God some praise in this house. I showed you Genesis 1 and 2. Now, I don't think I gave them this. But if you look in your Bible, in Genesis 1 and 3, here's what it says. Genesis 1 and 3, and God said. 1 and 6, and God said. 1 and 9, and God said. 1 and 14, and God said. 1 and 20, and God said. And 1 and 24, and God said. And 1 and 26, and God said, if you notice, this is very important. If you notice, every time God spoke, creation happened. Six times he spoke, and six times 
it happen. Where there was darkness, he spoke and there was light. Where there was no sky and no sea, he spoke and there was sky and sea. Where there was no fertile earth, he spoke and there became a fertile earth. When you get the spirit of God and you get the spoken word, the creation starts happening and restoration starts happening. And that's what God wants to do for his people. And guess what? It didn't just happen in the heavens. It also happened in the earth. I am not, I do not believe in three distinct gods. I do believe in three manifestations of a one true God. So do not misconstrue what I'm about to say. But God the Spirit spoke and creation happened. But God, his son, spoke upon the earth. And when he spoke, the winds calmed down. And when he spoke, the fig tree withered. And when he spoke, the little boy got up healed. And when he spoke, ladies and gentlemen, Lazarus came out of the grave. So it wasn't just enough for God to speak in heaven. He sent his son to be the example of what we can do. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when you understand the power of the Spirit and you start getting your words in alignment to His words, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. Are you with me still? When you study the life of Jesus... He never did confess present circumstances. I want to say it again. When you study the life of Jesus, he never confessed present circumstances. What do you mean by that? He never talked about how poor he was. Never. He never talked about who didn't like him. He never talked about his lack of formal education. And he never talked or spoke about his physical appearance. He spoke what he wanted to see. I'm going to say it again. He only spoke what he wanted to see. Ladies and gentlemen, please hear your pastor. Your words are either going to put you over or they're going to put you in bondage. I'm going to say it again. The words that you speak are either going to put you over or they're going to put you in bondage. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Here it is. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Say that with me. Framed. Framed. How? By the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Pastor, what does that mean? It means the things we see in the physical were spoken into existence by words that we can't see. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, our words frame our future. Most people buy the picture and then they buy the frame. I'm going to say it again. Most people, don't you agree? Buy the picture 
and then they buy the frame. God said, frame your words in faith, and then I'll show you the picture. Here's the question I want to ask this distinguished audience today. Are you framing your world in negativity? Are you framing your future in fear? Are you talking about what you can't do? Are you going to speak about what you believe God wants you to do? Are you going to talk about your past and where you came from and how you were a victim? Are you going to talk about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Whatever you want to see in this frame, frame it with your words first. I'm already telling you right now, by the help and grace of God, give us seven years and we're going to have 600 people that are disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm already framing my words. I know this really doesn't matter to you, but I'm going to say it because I want you to be able to see it. I speak an airplane into my life. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see it. Why? Because I believe God wants me to have a plane so that I can do his work. I believe that I'm going, God's going to use me to go and do some things that I haven't been able to do yet. And God's going to give me the freedom to do it. It doesn't mean I'm going to leave here. It just means that I believe God wants to do some more things. That's what it means. So guess what I'm doing? Every now and then when I feel unctionized, I frame my words and I say, God, I thank you for that which I don't have yet, but I am speaking it into existence because if I can frame my words with faith, look at Romans 4 and 17. Here's the ESV version. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. Notice this. In the presence of the God in whom he believed. He's talking about Abraham. Who gives life to the dead. And calls into existence the things that do not exist. What does that mean? This is Paul speaking. And he's going back to Genesis. God called Abram the father of a nation before he even had a promised child. And God changed Abram's name, which means father of a nation to Abraham. That's what it means. Abram to Abraham. Abraham means father of a nation. But do you know in Genesis 17 and 17... God didn't just change Abram to Abraham. He changed Sarai to Sarah. Yes, he did. Why? Because here's the deal. This promise was given to Abraham at 75. And for 25 years, he spoke a word over his life. I don't have a son, but I'm going to frame my words. I am the father of a nation. I can't prove it. 
by what you can see in the natural. But that's where faith is. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Listen, you, listen, listen. You cannot tell a lie speaking the truth. I may not feel healed, but my body, according to the word of God, says, by his stripes, I am healed. I may not see a son, but I'm going to frame my words. If God spoke it, he is not a man that he should lie. I may have to wait 25 years, but I'm going to speak it. And every time I speak the word Abraham, I believe in the promises of God. that make sense are you with me see this was God's way this was God's method of helping him change his image God said Abram I'm going to change your image son and for the next 25 years you're going to speak something that you don't see so that you can get in alignment with how I see you already image is very important and I'm going to be talking on it the Lord is my helper here shortly. Here's what I want to do. I want you to get the image of how God sees you. He sees you as a son. He sees you as a daughter. He sees you as a king. And he sees you as a priest. And when we get that revelation, we're going to start speaking creative words into situations that look hopeless. And I am fixing to wrap this up. But I don't know how to tell you this other than just tell you. I feel like the Lord spoke and highlighted something to me in my spirit. And here's what it is. Stop the arguments. That's not speaking about me and my wife or arguing. It's speaking about me having a conversation with myself. And I believe God is speaking to me to stop talking about I'm not smart enough. I'm not this and I'm not that. I think God is speaking to me. Stop all of that. I never talked about where I came from, what I did not have, who I was not, what what I didn't have in appearance. I never spoke about that. I spoke only what I wanted to see. And ladies and gentlemen, some of us need to stop talking that we're not smart enough, talented enough, creative enough, educated enough. Stop all the arguments and start declaring what God's word says you are and what God's word says you can have. If you believe this word, give God some praise in this house. I do apologize that I'm really huffing and puffing. I haven't spoken in two weeks and my body's been very weak. But that's okay. I'm getting my strength back. I want to give you one more example. If you don't mind, here's one more example. If you don't think that your words have anything to do with your restoration, I want to give you one more example. Luke chapter 15. This is the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, for those that you don't know, had taken his inheritance from his father and squandered it in reckless living. Now he owned nothing. He was starving and he would have eaten what the pigs were eating, but he didn't even get that. No one gave him anything. But look at verse 17. This is very key. But when he came to himself, this is very key. 
He said. He said. How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough? Here's the father that you have. You don't have a father that's got just enough. You got a father that has Boy, I could dance on top of the devil right now. I said, you don't have a father that's barely getting by and having to be real frugal because he don't have enough. You have a father that has more than enough. You think for God to heal you, it's going to dim the lights of heaven? No, it's not, baby. He's got more than enough healing. Healing is the children's bread. You think God is going to fall off the throne because you have a need? I'm telling you, my God is more than enough. He shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Give God some praise in this house. Would you stand with me? He came to himself, first of all. Second, he started talking to himself. He started talking to himself. Here's what he said. How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? And here I perish with hunger. Notice, I want you to get this. This is key. I will arise. What's he doing? He's framing his words because it's about to become his future. I will arise and I will go to my father. Watch this again. And I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Notice verse 20. He said, I will arise. Verse 20 said, and he arose. You know why? Because he already spoke it. He already saw himself getting up. Here is the key to the release of your restoration. Start speaking what you want. Start framing your words in faith. When everything in your natural eye says it's improbable, it doesn't look like that it can happen, my womb is too old, Sarah can't do this, frame your words in faith and start speaking what you want. Can I get a witness in this house? I'm about to wrap this up. Please hear your pastor. Too many of you are listening to yourself. You're not speaking to yourself. There is a difference. You are listening to yourself. I'm just trying to help somebody. I'm not trying to hold you. I'm trying to help you. Every time I start to feel, I feel, I start to feel down. I can start feeling depression coming on me. This stays in my Bible. And what I start doing is I start walking on the inside of my house. And I start saying, devil, I want you to know according to John 1 and 12 that I am a child of God. 
devil, I want you to know according to John 15 and 15, I'm not only his child, I'm his friend. I may not feel like it, but it doesn't matter how I feel. I'm going according to the word of God. I'm not going to frame my future based on my feelings. I'm going to frame my future based off of faith in God's word. I can do what he says I can do. I can have what he says I can have. Did that just make sense? And I start speaking to myself instead of listening to myself. Why? Because I don't have time to get down. Do we all do it? Yes, we do. But I just don't have time for it. I want to press on. I want to see the restoration of what God is speaking to his people. In the name of Jesus, I'm taking authority right now because I feel the spirit of the living God in this house. You may not be used to saying this, but listen, I want you to pray for restoration right now where you're standing over four areas. I want you to start speaking. Hear me before you do it. I want you to start speaking and say something like this. I speak restoration over my finances And everything the enemy has stolen from me, God, I'm thanking you for restoring it. I want you that are not healthy like you want to be to say in the past few years, months, six years, whatever, my health hadn't been where it needs to be. But God, I'm speaking the restoration of my health over me. And I'm going to keep speaking it. I want you then to pray, God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to restore this entire region. God, bring industry into this region. I know you may think this is crazy and you don't have to agree with me. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I just want you to give something to think about. I think we can see 27 four-laned. I think that we can see businesses come in here so that when we get young couples, they don't have to leave and go to Lake Charles to live and earn a living. They can stay right here in De Quincey and have a church and have industry and have jobs. For all of you that are afraid that De Quincey is going to be a Lake Charles, that's not what I'm praying for. I love our community. But I also believe that God wants to do something in this community that we're not the tail we're the head we're above and not beneath we're the lender and not the borrower can i get a witness in this house if you have a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter i want you just to begin to speak i'm speaking restoration that my son and my daughter is going to come to themselves that they're going to get up from that hog pen that they're living in and they're going to make their way back to the father's house four areas of restoration this region our finances our health and our prodigal sons and daughters if any one of those four are applicable to you would you raise your hands right now if you're a believer and would you begin to speak right now over your finances in the name of Jesus I speak restoration over the finances of your people in the name of Jesus what the enemy has taken what the enemy has destroyed what the enemy has stolen God we're speaking right now Lord we're speaking the restoration of finances 
We're speaking the restoration of health. In the name of Jesus, would you raise your voice with me? Would you open up your mouth? He said it. I believe it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for restoring the health of this church. Thank you, God, for restoring this region. I'm praying, God, for industry, jobs, blessings, open doors in the name of the Lord. And lastly, God, we are, Lord, speaking restoration over every prodigal son and every prodigal daughter. Father, that they would come to themselves and realize this is not where it's at. I will arise and I will go back to the Father's house. For in the Father's house, there's more than enough. And Lord, we're believing right now for a restoration of our prodigal sons and our prodigal daughters. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me? In Jesus' mighty name. Now I want you to put some legs to that prayer. Not everybody has to participate, but as many as you that do. As Sister Kaylee starts singing, I want you to come up here. And I want you to start calling those things that are not as though they already were. I want some of you to start framing what you want to see with your words. Start speaking it. And I'm going to challenge this church for the next 30 days to start speaking, framing your words in faith to what you want God to do. Come on. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is here right now.
tell you this in going. In the first story, God spoke to Abraham. In the second story, the prophet spoke to the Shudamite woman. In the third story, the prophet Ezekiel spoke to a valley of dry bones. And you say, Pastor, I don't, you know, I've never seen God come to, directly to me. Um, and I've never had a, a prophet come and speak to me. Well, there's a couple things that I want to tell you. Number one, we can't get rid of the prophetic. And I, I know some of you start to get nervous when I bring the prophetic in here. But let me tell you something. It was that prophetic word of that man of God that brought that lady back her dream. I'm going to tell you, TPC, we need more than just the word. Now, I know some of you don't agree with that, and I'm not here to cross swords with you. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm going to give you something to think about. The prophetic is in the scripture because there's some things you can't get on your own. That dream is so far gone, and you think it is so dead, you don't have the faith for it. But when that prophet came in, he spoke a word, and hope was restored. This is why we need the prophetic to come to this church. This is why we need the prophetic among us. This is why we need to speak. You know why? Because sometimes you don't have the faith to believe because it's too far gone. You need somebody with fresh faith to get up in your grill and say, I know you may not believe it, but I'm telling you, I got the faith right now. I'm going to speak a word over you because I know. I don't know. I don't really know that Abraham believed. What do y'all think? I don't really, I don't really know he did. I know Sarah didn't for sure. But look in Genesis 17. It says this. There is nothing impossible with God. Why? Because the supernatural never bows to the natural. It doesn't matter that your womb is 90 years old. When I speak a word, I am creative. You say, I don't have an angel. I've never had an encounter with God. I don't have a prophet. You know what you do have? Stop looking at what you don't have. Start looking at what you do have. You have the very spirit of God in you that raised Christ from the dead. And when God quickens that spirit. Has this made sense? See, I got I to explain something to you. This is not blab it and grab it. Not what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm going to just step out there and speak anything. No. It's when the Spirit of God starts hovering over that. And you start feeling that being quickened to you. Then that's when you start speaking. Hallelujah. See, the reason why I can get up here with all confidence is because the Spirit moved upon me on that Tuesday. And it gave me a word. Now, I don't have anything to worry about. I'm going to just start speaking it because God's not a man that he should lie. When you get the Spirit hovering and then you start speaking faith-filled words, then that's when creation starts happening. That's when restoration starts happening. Has that just made sense? Hallelujah. So here's what I want you to start doing. I don't want you to look at what you see. I don't even want you to really pay attention to what you hear. I want you to walk out of this building and for the next 30 days, I want you to speak what you want because you've got the resurrected Savior living on the inside of you. 
Do you receive God's word today? Man, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Jackie, come up here, please. Teresa, come up here, please. Debbie, come up here, please. Listen, if you got to go, go. I understand. In the name of Jesus. I'm asking the Lord. I'm asking the Lord. I told y'all this the other day. I'm asking the Lord for, for a word. A word. I said, God, here's the word that I want. I want authority. I want authority to walk in the spirit and not back down, not let up, not shut up, not give up. Not be arrogant. Not looking for arrogancy. I want to walk in humility, but walk in knowing who I am and in authority. Hallelujah. Jackie, where are you at? In the name of Jesus. Come up here, sis. Just come up here. Come up here. In the name of Jesus. All right. So Jackie's told me what she needs. And it's a restoration of something in her life. We're going to speak a word. Jackie, on the authority of God's word, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. But in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you can do the impossible. I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, that, Lord, this can be restored in the name of Jesus. Ha! Somebody give God praise right now. You said it, and I believe. Any believers in this house? Come on, agree right now. Teresa what she wanted and I asked her if I could share it and she says yes she wants the restoration of her husband and to see her husband come back into the father's house she wants to see her family come back to the father's house we're not here to beg we're here to agree we agree upon the earth why because we know this is the will of God would you agree with me right now that God would bring the restoration of her husband and of her family?
Great.